This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. So it's, uh, it's kind of crazy, man, like how well we've done the last two weeks. What are we, eight, one, and one, the last ten? Yeah, it is crazy. And uh, the last week's loss which I mean, <laughs> we might as well get into it. I had him actually in an otherwise winning parlay list. I had, um, in that, that, the Buccaneers game. I mean, just so frustrating. I mean, was Seattle it, was a push. it wasn't a loss in the parlay. Unfortunately, I had five and a half points too, just infuriating. So, I mean, they, they just, Seattle just obviously makes the field goal and, or I'm, I'm learning how important coin tosses are of in overtime as far as just what I mean by that is, if the other t- the coin toss goes the other way, it's almost a guaranteed win, right? Yeah. If the Bucks win the coin toss, then all they need is a field goal. All Seattle needs is a field goal. They just, once they get it down to like the 20, they're not going to worry about running extra plays. They're just going to kick a field goal and win it. So yeah, um, with right. Jameis, though, there's always the pick six in overtime. Which is, that's true. Uh, Jameis probably would have thrown a pick six. But, yeah, normally uh, if you are getting, you know, if you're getting – four or five or six and your team wins the coin toss you got it you're good yeah incredibly frustrating but otherwise yeah doing doing well and we feel feeling good and yeah it's awesome i'm uh, excited it's nice to get on be on a heater here yeah it's so funny how bad we were and that's just totally turned around and i feel pretty good this week you know once i get going i feel confident i was eight i was only you had a better week than me but i was eight i was seven six and one but the losses were like that Seattle tie, Washington, which switched their quarterback. I thought it was Keenum. Yeah. And like the Colts, which was a horrible bad beat. You know, the Colts, not only did they win with their backup quarterback and a pick six from inside the red zone, but Vinatieri should have made the field goal and they should have won anyway. So my losses well, I were a lot of. It, but as part of that aforementioned parlay, I'm bitching about losing, oh, okay. included the steal. Oh, yeah, no, you, got nothing, steel. you got nothing. Oh. You got nothing to complain about. Because <laughs> that was one of the worst. Like, the, I mean, there were just so many levels at which. The Colts were the right side of that, but it is what it is. I'm, I'm happy to be doing well. I feel confident. I like uh, a bunch of games. I think we're going to be all right. I looked at your staff picks. I think we're going to be able to come up with five pretty easily, so um, we'll get to that. But uh, there's something I forgot to tell you last week is I had a dream that you were in, and it was <laughs> – I don't know what – it's such a bizarre dream, but basically I was somehow back in the Yahoo Friends and Family Baseball League, the Daily Moves League that, mm-hmm. that I used to do with you guys. And I guess I had Lucas Giolito on my team, but I hadn't used him in a couple weeks. And somehow you poached him from my team. And I was like, wait, where's Giolito? And then I like searched for him and he's on your roster. And I was like, what the hell? 
And then you're like, no, there's this, there's this like rule now that we have this year that if somebody doesn't use a player for a certain amount of time, you can poach him from the other, from the other guy's team. And I was like, I never, I didn't know about that rule. That's just, I don't, I don't like that. Like what? I was real pissed. Anyway, that's all I can remember. I from own it, so much space in your head, man. You're dreaming about me uh, <laughs> dominating you in fantasy sports. I, mean, I love it. Listen, I, mean, I, love I just it. think you're like a Weasley cheater or something. I don't know what <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. but For that, just, yeah. I, 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 I had that dream. So I decided I would let you know about it. That's, that's pretty funny. Um, beat Chris list. We're both, we're, we're doing well in that too. Uh, man, I have Damian Williams, Jordan Howard and Mark Ingram on my bench. I'm weirdly like overloaded in running backs and like not in wide receivers. Although I think I held on to Devonte Parker in that one. I noticed, I think someone had Sterling Shepard against you on your, on your bench. That's, that was kind of annoying to see. You get I, I didn't I, win I did. by much. I, you know, Shepard could have put me over the, put him over the top. Um, but, yeah. uh, it was, it was crazy. Cause on, on Monday night I had Barkley, I was going against Barkley in that league. I had Barkley and uh, the kicker, uh, Marr, in the, yeah, in the other league. And so I needed it to be just perfect, and Marr got a lot of points. Yeah, did. And I didn't know this until I you know, finished the game, but I lost by point two to Alan Soslowski in the other point two points. And I think there was a play at the end where Barkley, in garbage time, either caught a pass or got a handoff and went backwards a couple of yards backwards. to get out of bounds and stop the clock. And oh. point two is just two yards. Yeah. Oh, that's a close one. That's frustrating. That's, I love when games come down to Monday nights. I had, I had one in my, my home league as well that came down to the very end. But, uh, yeah, frustrating. And your Giants not, not looking too great. Um, Survivor is a really interesting interesting week. Uh, boy, I um, – yeah, I don't know what last week uh, the Bills. But do I just fade the Dolphins again with the Colts? Um, the math, I don't know, maybe suggests, uh, suggests otherwise. But I don't really love like the Packers say is my alternative. What, what, what do you say, Packers – that, that those are the two Packers or Colts, I Colts, guess. Definitely. Brissette. Go, if Brissette oh, definitely plays, you think it's, Oh, if, you think no question. If Brissett plays, it's not even a question. If Hoyer plays, I still take the Colts though, home against the dolphins. Okay. Well, the percentages though, I mean, big difference there. It's like very high in Yahoo. It's like it's 40% or something. Uh, the, I have an office football pulls is 38 for the Colts yeah. and the Packers yeah. are like 2%, but not enough. The Packers Even I kind of like Packers coming off such a horrible uh, getting you know looking so bad. But having said that, I really like the Panthers and the and the points when we talk about the game. So what am I talking about? Okay, yeah, so, I like I mean, the Packers like, with the points. But even so, I mean it's a seventy percent game versus an eighty-two yeah. percent game per Vegas. Yeah. The, it's very rare that the pot odds can bridge that gap. I mean if the Colts were like sixty-two percent owned, maybe, but not at thirty-eight. It's not going to the math won't add up for that. I think that team's so different with Fitzpatrick, but uh, yeah, you might be right. It's definitely Brissett too, and Hoyer. Hoyer looked fine. Your your Colts, man, they're really interesting. They're really testing the uh, your theory there, huh? The system. They are. Well, everybody is now, and the theory's like basically been proven. And I'll and the theory, just so people understand, is that my theory is that quarterback doesn't matter except at the very end margins. Like Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Sean Watson, probably those guys matter, and Trubisky matters. You know, I mean, Trubisky is he's killing the Bears. I mean, you can't. You can't feel the team with a quarterback who's terrible. At the tail ends, they matter. But in the middle, I mean, whether it's Kyle Allen or Brandon Allen or Teddy Bridgewater or Gardner Minshew, who did fine until the last game, or Matt Moore comes in. I was going to say, even Matt Moore, you say, I agree with you, obviously. Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer won that game. I mean, all they need was a field goal. Vinatieri was the problem. If they make the field goal, Brian Hoyer gets them the win. And we we talked about Brissett. Um, it's just all over the league that these backups are Matt Schaub came in and threw for 460 yards. I mean, quarterback pretty much to this day and age is as easy. It's ever been to play. 
And as long as the system's okay and the people around you are okay, you just need to be competent. And I think that, you know, if you're a team and you're drafting, trying to get that like once in a, you know, five, every five years quarterback, that Russell Wilson or Pat Mahomes in the draft is, that's fine. I mean, if, if there's a guy that's really stands out as a prospect, that's fine. But you're way better off just drafting or, you know, signing, trading for Garoppolo or signing, you know, whoever and getting Nick Bosa. You know, I mean, building a team around a good enough quarterback that you're way better off getting the super stud, can't miss defensive lineman. I mean, the only way these guys miss is if they get hurt. Some of them. I mean, there's there's been misses, obviously, but it's, you know, in a year where the clear best player is an offensive tackle or a pass rushing uh, edge rusher. You just take that guy and don't worry about the quarterback. Now, of course, if there's a Russell Wilson, who nobody knew was Russell Wilson, but if there's a Pat Mahomes, take him. But usually you're ending up with Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. Or I was going to say, what, what about Mayfield? I mean, he looked, I mean, he, man, he was a bad pick. metrics loved him too. I mean, they loved was, what he did. He was, he was a bad pick. I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, the situation around is bad. Maybe it'll turn out to be okay, but you know, take the stud defense. I mean, Bradley Chubb's out for the year also. So it's not like a lot of those Barkley's having trouble with the terrible offensive line and Denzel Ward was hurt. I mean, all the top guys, Darnold's been bad. You know, most of the top guys have been kind of busts from that class so far. Lamar Jackson is the guy that you should have taken, but yeah. you know, it's just, you, you take, you know, Derwin James was an awesome pick and he's out for the year basically. So like there's so many of these guys from that. Yeah. I was going to say stay pick, pick the guys that are going to stay healthy. Is this, right. is that's, yeah, that's hard to know. But point is like, just get, get the stud of the league. You know, we talked about the Indominus to Sam Bradford thing. Remember that debate we had? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're ahead Sue, of your time. You're ahead of your time. Yeah. I was ahead of my time. I was correct. Sue has not had that great of a career, but better than Bradford, but don't, you know, people are like, Oh, we have to get a quarterback. Why? If Gardner Minshew and Kyle Allen are just fine, like why are you scrambling to get the next Andy Dalton? You know, who cares? He's almost certainly not going to be Pat Mahomes, the guy that you take. I think Tannehill's even gotten eight point five YP or higher in three or four. Tannehill's playing great. Derek Carr. Derek Carr's playing amazing. Yeah, Matthew good. Stafford, mediocre QB, one of the best in the league this year. I mean, just surround the guy with some good players, and it's, it's no problem. Like quarterback does not matter except at the extremes. And I think that's true of every position. All these dumb articles like, oh, running backs don't matter. Look, the average starter and the average reserve have the same yard. It's like in the middle, nothing matters. In the fat part of the bell curve, they're all pretty much the same. It's just going to depend on circumstances. But at the tail ends where you have Mahomes or you have Trubisky, the quarterback's making a huge impact. I mean, man, if the, if the Bears just went to the, into the season with Andy Dalton, you know, they'd probably be a Super Bowl contender this year. You give uh, my guy Jimmy G just a decent receiver and Sanders blows up for four TD passes. <laughs> Maybe yeah. You never know. I mean, again, and, and it's, it's so uh, variable. You know, I thought Derek Carr was bad, and I was wrong. Uh, John Gruden yeah, was dumb to keep Derek Carr. Me too. Yeah. But Derek Carr's playing really well, and who knows? Maybe Jimmy G will end up being really good. It's possible. It's unlikely. It, you know, it's just rare that you have a sustained run of excellence like – Russell Wilson's had or Aaron Rodgers had that's that's by far the exception usually it's you right. Stafford and one year you're good one year you're okay you know so yeah no and you're reliant upon your the rest of uh, your environment around right. you exactly. you're, you're, yeah. you don't transcend your environment like you know Russell Wilson yeah no totally there are very few of those guys um you got anything else going on you want to get to the games uh anything else you want to talk about Liz well I do have a you know you saw that story right on ABC 
You had to have seen uh, it, right? Which one? About, uh, about, uh, about Epstein? Yeah. Yeah, I did, yes. Right, yeah. so that, I mean, this is a gigantic story. Because basically it's, it's you know, I, I shudder to think the things I've said, like, off, you know, when we're not on the air on XM, especially when Ivy was there, we, we talk about crazy stuff. But basically, like, yeah. you never know who's listening. And it's funny, because I tested my codec. I have these, this codec is the name, you used to have one, name of the little device yeah. that hooks up to the internet that, that I use for the XM show. And I, we rented this house, you know, for weekends and I tested the codec out there. So, you know, if I want to stay for the week, if Sasha's off school, I can just do the show from there. And to test, like you just like log in and like you have to record some stats on the codec, make sure that the connection's good, but you can hear the show, you know, when you log in. So I think I, I just logged into a random, like Lisa Ann and somebody else and it was fine. Like they were just talking about, you know, you know, they were just like talking about regular stuff like, oh, well you want to talk to this guy or that guy in the next segment or whatever. Right. But I'm like. I feel bad listening in. I wasn't like trying to listen in. It was just like I had to test it. And the way I tested it was to log on and then you can hear. And I remember once Matt Deutsch told me, be careful what you say in those breaks because you never know who's logged on. You never know who's listening. So you can't just go off. So with that, you know, and I, we definitely did many times. Oh, I totally um, forgot about that. I know exactly what you're saying. And I forgot about that. Even when I hosted, you know, was when I did that for a year or so or whatever, I, yeah, we would go crazy. The segment off the air was always 10 times was, better than all 10 times better. Cause it was so wrong and so unacceptable to be on the air, but you just log in. People are testing, people are connecting for different reasons. They're trying out whatever. And you just, that stuff's being recorded. And so this ABC woman Forget her name, doesn't matter. She seems kind of yeah. dumb. And seems kind of uh, craven, actually. Like, I don't know if you saw the clip. She, she seemed like she was mad mostly because she didn't get the scoop, not because right, a whole right. bunch of the wrong vulnerable reason. young uh, women, young girls were being molested. So basically, she, she said this is this summer. This is after all the Epstein stuff has happened, and he, he you know, allegedly hanged himself. She was saying that they had the whole story. They had one of the victims completely... Uh, ready to testify. She said she had photos, she had Clinton, she had one of the royals, and that they spiked it because they didn't want to lose access to like some royal interview the next yeah, day. Exactly. Yeah. So they spiked yeah, there it. There was some wedding, one of the weddings or something. Yeah, like, you know, day. people yeah. eat that shit up on those stupid shows that they do, you know, mm-hmm. those really dumb shows. Like, they love that stuff. So, so they spiked it. And she was like, I'm really pissed. I'm seeing all the stuff. This would have been the biggest story. We had all the goods, all this. And that got, someone got access to it or, or leaked it. And, you know, went all over the internet and I'm thinking like, dude, like, you know, there was the, the Harvey Weinstein story was spiked by NBC. That was from, uh, Ronan Farrow, who then took the story to a uh, New Yorker and won a Pulitzer for it. And then this story was spiked and now they're walking it back. And she said, well, I was taken out of context. If you, if you watch that clip, there's no way that was out of context, right? Did you, did you see the clip? I've actually only read it. I need to, I'll watch the video. I, by a friend. It and actually only a friend sent me the, the uh, link too. So like, I have not even seen that blasted very, I hope no. it is out there. Is it out there a lot? I hope. I feel like they've I've been taking it down it. on Twitter. I, I think there's like an organized, they don't, people don't want anyone to look into this. Yeah. No, the only way I came across it is someone like, I would have not known you were talking about it. If not for one other person forwarding, forwarding me that. And I, 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 I've was, watched the video. I, I'll, I'll do that. But yeah, so yeah. a total bullshit. Like it was clear that, that, oh, that so obvious. walking the back. She, yeah. Yeah. She was not, oh, I, I wasn't saying that they saw it. You know, I was saying that I, you know, whatever. They're saying it wasn't ready for print. You know, that's what the NBC said about the Weinstein thing. Oh, no, it didn't have all the stuff. I mean, meanwhile, they've like green, you know, there's stories about the Iraq war and there's WMDs. That stuff got green lighted, you know, and it was totally lie. All sorts of false stuff gets green lighted. But this stuff that, 
they didn't pass their standards for back testing or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it's they totally say that, right. But then they green light all the stuff that, you know, caused right. horrible damage that was false. And, you know, it just, and so the whole happened. point was having friends in high places and having stuff on them. That's like the entire point. It's like, literally it's in, in plain sight. They're hiding in plain sight. Right. What, right. The mask is off. Everyone. We don't have journalism. Insane. These are not media. This yeah, is just, right. there's no they, such thing anymore. They don't have any interest in this story. I mean, this story is such a big story. You know, we know this guy was not really a banker. That's obvious. We know he died in prison, even though he had the goods and he was like the most important prisoner in the last 20 years that they've ever had. We know that like somehow the cameras got shut off and the guys weren't there. We know he died. You know, no one, you know, there's claims of how he died. Nobody knows for sure. And, and like, this is a huge story and nobody in the mainstream media seems to be looking into it. They just don't seem interested. And she said they had the goods three years ago. There were many other women no, I shouldn't say women. I mean, many other girls that were abused in that time. They could have aired the story. They didn't. You know, and so, you know, just like the Harvey Weinstein thing, it's like if you're powerful, if you have friends and I, as you said, friends in high places, and they don't want to know, they don't want to report on it. It's just there's no journalism. I don't know what else would need to happen for everybody to be like, this is not even real. Like all this, how can we trust the news? How can we trust what we're, what's being reported about? you know, politics, about wars, about pretty much anything. Yeah. No, the answer is, I guess we can't because, yeah, this is crazy. I saw one YouTube clip going around. It's like 20 minutes long as some, I think random people were on his, that island that he, that he owned. Um, what I skipped through it. I don't think it was very worthwhile or anything, but uh, they're doing more investigative uh, journalism than any journalist, it appears. So, yeah, I don't no, see citizens. any. Uh, T- Ted citizens. Bell and his exactly. podcast, his exactly. shared interest podcast, going through the Ukraine stuff, the documents, that's... That's what we were stuck with because the the people are supposed to be doing journalism aren't doing it. I mean, really, it's just people pointing things out. You know, I mean, if you want to see a good thread about Jeffrey Epstein, go follow Michael Krieger's thread on it at Liberty Blitz. I mean, it's like this thread of this all this crazy stuff that makes no sense, and all the people that were involved. I mean, he, you know, it's it's like a, he's just a person. He doesn't even have journalism degree. He's not even going around knocking on doors. He's just simply taking in, you know, information from the internet and compiling it in one place. But like, it's just incredible that there's no, this is the biggest story. If you wanted ratings, there's no bigger rating story. This is a, who knows how far up this goes presidents and Bill Gates was on his plane or, you know, I don't know if he's on his plane, but Bill Gates was, I think he might've been on his plane. He certainly was at his house a couple of times. Everybody, you know, Jeff Bezos, like invited, I think Ghislaine Maxwell to this special retreat like four times. You know, this is why they're not reporting on it. But yeah, like, I think he was on his, Clinton was on his plane like 20 times or something crazy. Clinton like was on his, all right. I mean, oh yeah, I'm sure it was all, all good. Given Clinton, I mean, think about this, given Clinton's history, right? We know his history. These are facts, like what he, you know, all the philandering he did. And like, he was on the plane. What do you think happened on the plane? I mean, it really? I mean, again, it's not proof, but like you have a guy who had these proclivities and he's on this plane with this guy whose job it is is basically hook people into these things. And yet nobody's interested in that. And this was in 2016 when there was a presidential election on with the wife of the person who was on the plane. It's just incredible. And she even said they had photos and, and she said Clinton in the, in the clip that was leaked. That she didn't say what they had or you know, whether it was, you know, maybe it was nothing. But it's just incredible that that there's there's no investigation of this how could there not oh, and, this is, this is the biggest story of ever i mean people report on like 
little mini scandals about stuff all the time. This is a, the j- most gigantic thing. Maybe uh, involves intelligence agencies. This is gigantic. And, and you know, apparently when that guy, for Alex Acosta, I think his name was, he was like the labor secretary or something for Trump. And in the, tra- you know, in the, I've said this before on the podcast, but during the transition when Trump got elected, you, know, you have to sort of vet your team. And someone asked him, why did you give Jeffrey Epstein a slap on the wrist? Like he should have been put away for life. And he said, some, I, I think it was reported that he said something to the fact that, you know, they said, let this go. It's an intelligence matter or something like that. So it's like, this is, a, this is like the craziest story ever. And nobody apparently cares, except all the people care. All the people in my Twitter feed really seem to care, but none of the outlets seem to care. And I'm sure he randomly won the lotto too. Um, I, the, thing, the thing about this is, I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like it's only going to get further buried now, right? I mean, it's only going to be more like it's going to, going to go away. It's just going to go away. They're going to try to disappear it, but that clip is out there. And everybody who's seen that clip, unless you're just completely brainwashed, which there's some people, I don't think there's as many people as they want you to think are brainwashed. You, you can't trust that anymore. I mean, how can you trust the networks to report anything? Yeah. I mean, any rational person would just say, okay, this is not about informing me. This is about manipulating me. It's no longer what it purports to be. And the mask is off. It hasn't been what it purported to be for a long time, but now it seems like it's just irrefutable at this point. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. It's, it's irrefutable. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. You want to get to these games? Yeah. Let's talk, talk some of these games. All right. Um, oh, I don't have your lines brought up. Do you have your, uh, do you have them pulled? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, Thursday night. So the the this one is actually uh, I go through my every game before I send it to you one final time, and this is the one that I change. So I get uh, I believe the Raiders are playing well at home, getting a point against the Chargers, but I switch before I send it to you. Uh, Chargers getting healthier. I just have this weird feeling now is when they play well and when people start oh, have written them off. So I went Chargers just on the field. Yeah, I, I had a Chargers feeling, so I made it only two and a half because the Raiders are at least equal. But I gave the Chargers a little boost by making the Chargers plus two and a half. So I was like, okay, it'll be three. I'll be on the Chargers. Nope, it's Chargers minus one on the road. I'm on the Raiders. Bet, bet, yeah. the, uh, bet the number, not the team. Yeah, That's, it's, it's fair. I mean, the Raiders have played very, very well. Um, <clears throat> early game, Chiefs minus three and a half at Titans. I'm assuming Mahomes is back. I mean, it's like minus eight and a half or something crazy. I mean, the Chiefs defense has actually been good lately. So I'm on the Chiefs, and I want to use the Chiefs. Um, that, that's fine. I, I actually sent you the Titans. I'm on the Titans. Like I said, Tannehill, 8.5 YPA or better three of the four games. I could see Derrick Henry going crazy. They have a really good offensive line. Those chiefs have been playing better defensively, but at home typically. So I went Titans here, but I hear you. You can talk me into it. No problem. Um, this next one, Bill, remember early in the year when like, Mahomes, I know blindly betting, betting on the I mean, chiefs. And yeah. the other thing is, and then he was gimpy on a bad ankle for a while. And that like kind of, and, and Tyreek Hill is out. Tyreek Hill is completely healthy. He's lighting it up. And now Mahomes' ankle is probably better, too. That's the other thing. Yeah, I, I know. Also, the Titans are just one of those ugly teams. They just muck it up. And, and Vrabel always makes the worst call, decision. I, I know. All, I, every time. I know. I know. I know. But also, Mahomes might be playing with, like, a broken kneecap healing, too. So I'm not sure he's 100%. So I think three and a half points at home is enough for me. But I totally get it. And I wouldn't even fight. If you, sure, if you want to use him, fine. He's Mahomes. And I think okay. he's going to play, too. Bills plus three at the, at the Browns. Uh, I like the... I like the Browns here, but can you bet against both of these teams? And mainly, 
I, I think that you're way off base when you were talking about Chubb. But as someone who obviously ranked him highly, maybe I was getting defensive. But uh, I didn't bring it up earlier. We don't have to go on a tangent here. But uh, I don't think people who used an early pick on Chubb should be upset or something with, with, with like what's happened and now that, that Hunt is back. No, Jeff may have confused the issue. The, the issue is that you knew Hunt was coming back when you drafted him. So it's not about what Chubb has done so far. He's been fine so far. I mean, it's not his fault that the team sucked, and I thought the team was going to be good too. But you knew Hunt was coming back. That wasn't an if. That was a when. So you're using a top five pick on a guy that's maybe in a timeshare in week nine or in week ten. That's, that's crazy. Now, if Hunt's just a total backup, then you can be vindicated. But if, if Hunt gets like you know 40% of the work, Man, that pick looks bad because it's not even like a. Again, it was it was a win. You knew Hunt was going to be back. I don't know. He's been he's provided literally top five value. I mean, he's been far better than Kamara or Barkley. I mean, you're, missing, even, you're missing. Even, you're missing. The, you're missing Ellie. the point. You're arguing the wrong point. Okay. Right. Nobody disputed that weeks one through nine, including the bye, so eight weeks, that he would be great. Why, why? you're taking in the whole picture? I mean, what do you mean? Of course, you have. What, what I'm saying is that What point. I'm saying is. Hunt coming back did not affect Chubb's performance weeks one through nine because Hunt wasn't there. But the point is, if you drafted Chubb, you knew week 10 was coming and you knew Hunt was coming back. So, like, it doesn't, no one, why would you draft a guy that would only get you eight weeks of sort of unbothered feature back role and then now you've got to deal with the timeshare? Now, maybe there won't be a timeshare, so it might work out. But, you know, Jeff's like, I'm having trouble ranking Chubb. I'm like, if you're having trouble ranking Chubb this week, then against a weak run defense, then man, you shouldn't have drafted him. Either you're you got to be confidently ranking Chubb in the top but, five against man, the Bills at home. We're having this argument also with the the Browns, basically the bottom of their percentile to outcomes. No, like, you're, I mean, missing, I the point. you're missing the really point. Good. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. I well, thought the Browns would be much better too. Point. So what if Chubb was by? What if Chubb was putting up McCaffrey's numbers and and, oh, and McCaffrey's now numbers? Back. You're talking yeah, about one of the top that? twenty seasons of all time. Yeah, I don't whatever. think that's number one. I'm saying so. The, what do you mean? Of course, it matters what he's done up to then. But okay, yeah, all right, I let's, mean, let's it, move on. Where, where would you rank if he was up? putting up historically great numbers through eight where weeks? Yeah, then you would take your chances in the second half. But that's not that's not reasonable to expect that. You expect him to be good. He's been pretty good. He's got six touchdowns. He's got a lot of yards. He's got 25 catches. He's been within the range of what you expected. Maybe he could have been a little better. He could have had two more touchdowns if the team was better. But. He's basically he's averaged 120 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown a game with absolutely bullshit coaching and horrible offensive line right. and the worst quarterback play yeah. in the league by far. He's doing, Baker he's doing the worst passer in clean pocket. I mean, he's been the yeah. worst. He's had the worst situation in football by far. Produced top five numbers. The now, range of you're, outcomes. You're there arguing the wrong is, point. You're arguing the wrong point. Me, where do you like him moving forward? Then I mean, I don't get me wrong. Freddie Bathrooms probably will put him in a full blown committee or bench him probably. I mean, they bench him you're, already for. You're for arguing later, the wrong uh, thing, man. You're arguing the wrong thing. You're arguing about something that's not at issue. It's not an issue whether Chubb's a good player. I thought he was a good player. It's not an issue that he's done well so far. He has done well so far. It's not an issue that I thought he would have done a little bit better because the team should be better. All those things are true. But what's also true is regardless of whether he's done what he's done, which has been fine, or what he's done better, which would have been a little bit better than fine, you knew this was going to be a problem before the season. How can you draft a guy in the top five picks and that I'm you know is going to have a problem? I'm explaining to you why. All right, and I'm explaining to you why is why i'm i just explained it to you but anyway all right so we we, we can move on uh well, no, you, you didn't explain it you were explaining why you thought he would be he should be better than he'd been but you still knew hunt was coming back 
Yes, but I'm telling you, you got you, but you got all that production until now. And 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 first of all, if, Why if would you draft the guy for eight weeks in the first five I don't, picks, I don't, think, I don't think. I mean, I have no confidence now because of kitchens and the whole things. It's been total total hell. But I'm traveling back in time, and I'm giving you reasoning why it, it, exactly why I don't. Th- I mean, do you think Hunt? Where do you rank Chubb moving forward then? Now knowing what we know and Hunt. Okay, where do you rank Chubb moving forward right now? Ballpark. I mean, do, do you think he's top? Five, top 10, not top I think 30 like now. Top, I mean, team. I don't know what they're going to do with Hunt, but given the uncertainty with that right. situation that Hunt's good and probably a better pass catcher, I think he's probably like a top 10 or 11 back. You know, like he's, he's still really good. He's still going to get probably all the goal line work or most of it. But, or he may even just get most of the work and Hunt's just, you know, the, the uh, Dontrell Hilliard guy. I mean, that may be what Hunt does the rest of the way. It's still possible. But the fact that we're even having this conversation is the reason that it was a mistake because because this was a certainty this wasn't like a oh well you know he's, he's coming back from an acl we'll see how he is it's like no he's coming back from suspension he's coming back so anyway that's just my point even again with the browns doing absolutely the worst 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 you still rank him as a top 10 or 11 back moving forward but you're calling it a crazy late first round pick back then. I, I didn't right. say it's crazy it's i just said like this is, this is not saying. it is what you were saying is that it was crazy it is what, well, you're I, what i'm saying is yeah it was crazy to make him top five overall given that you knew he'd have competition in week 10 Right. We could just definitely disagree on this one. Right. I like the Browns in this game. Who, who do you like in the? Who do you like? I like the Bills. The Browns have not earned the right to be uh, to be laying the full three to the Bills. The Bills, I don't think, are great, but the Browns have been worse than the Bills. So give me the Bills. Again, Mayfield, the worst pass rating, a clean pocket, and all the stats say that's what matters most as far as moving forward. Sticking so why are you stats. taking the Browns? He's horrible. Yeah, I don't know. Good question. I'll be asking me that the same exact question. Come Sunday, their defense. I don't. I don't think the Bills are very good, and this is more of a do for a do for it. Uh, no, no statistical backing here. The Browns are, are absolutely horrible. Uh, Cardinals plus four and a half at Bucks. I really like taking the points here. I think it opened at six. I really like it more there, but uh, yeah, I'll definitely take, take take Arizona here, who's playing solidly in Tampa Bay. I don't definitely don't like him as a as a big fa- or a favorite more than a field goal. Yeah, I I really like the Cardinals too, and I think we should use them. Kyler yeah. Murray. I watched that Niners game. He looks good. He looks He's going to be a star. And, and I've even been going so far as to say that, you know, and this is blasphemy for me, but that he's better than Danny Dimes, that he's Danny Dimes. I don't care about these stupid turnovers that the announcers are making way too much of that. But Murray is, he looks like Russell Wilson to me, like a mini Russell Wilson, like a young Russell Wilson. So give me the Cardinals. Yeah. And it's Christian Kirk back to, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Agree with you. He looks like going to be a monster in a couple of years. Uh, Jets, sorry, uh, Giants minus two and a half at the Jets. Uh, and also uh, tell us uh, what score you see this game finishing as. I see it like Giants, like, I don't know, at first I added 77 to nothing, but I, I added it down to 51 to nothing. Uh, I made the line minus three and a half. It's actually not that far off. I thought it was going to be like a pick 'em, but I just couldn't be on the Jets on this game. And, uh, I don't know if it's smart or not. The Giants suck on defense, and their offensive line is bad, but the Jets are a total mess, so it's probably the right line. I'm, I definitely don't want to use this one. Yeah, I took the Jets, but I, don't, I wouldn't want to touch this one either. I could see this as a coin flip. For sure. Too bad Evan Ingram, man. That guy's just a flat tire or what? Oh, he's such a flat tire. Every year it's something. You know, it's... Yeah, Danny Dimes dealing with some, some injuries. Slayton's an interesting player, though. Uh, Falcons plus 13 at Saints. I took the points, but this was a tough one for me, a game that I would, I would skip. I mean, I, whatever. Saints are so good. I could see it. But the, the Falcons have such good skill position players, divisional game. I mean, that's a lot of points. I get why, though. Yeah, I, I took the Saints. I made it 13 and a half. It was like a doormat against the elite team. 
at the elite teams building, the only reason I, yeah. the only thing that gives me pause is the familiarity between the two teams. All right. Next up, uh, Ravens minus 10 at Bengals. Um, I originally had a Bengals lean just thinly. I kind of worry about the Ravens coming off this new England game, but I switched to the Ravens and I think you're, you really like this. So, uh, yeah, take the floor. Yeah, I, I didn't, I made it 13. I just thought like backup QB, the Bengals have packed it in the Ravens. It could be like a, a look ahead game, you know, cause they not a look ahead, but a look behind, you know, they, they just want a huge game and, but John Harbaugh is a pretty good coach. So I, I took the Ravens. Yeah. And this quarterback situation, who knows now, AJ green is like, if he to play, he's, too. That's, play. He, he's done. Bad. He's done. You have a setback. It's forget it. Yeah. He's a broken yeah, man that, too. He's done. Yeah, he's, <laughs> we're not going to see like sure. peak AJ green ever again. That's it. That's too bad. Um, it does suck though. Uh, he's not that old. Uh, lions plus two and a half at bears. I originally had a lions field for some reason. Then I thought about this and uh, less than the field goal. This is when the uh, the bears get right. I know the quarterback's obviously a problem, but, uh, yeah, I, I like Chicago here. It's my best bet. I want to use this one. Yeah. I like it. The yeah. lines are totally one dimensional. They have one thing going for them only. And it's staff yeah. and the receivers. And you're going to go into Chicago. It could be some weather. That's going to be very hard to execute. If they don't have that, Nothing's going to work. And Montgomery and the Bears are just going to bludgeon them with the running game. Lions can't run. Bears are going to roll. Yeah, I mean, game on the line, what fourth and one? Doesn't matter if it's fourth or third down. Last play from the one yard line, a pass play, but have Galladay and Marvin Jones on the sideline. I don't know. Just interesting, uh, interesting coaching strategy in Detroit. Uh, the late games, Dolphins plus 10.5 at the Colts. Yeah, I mean, if I'm wavering on using the Colts in Survivor, the Dolphins are one of my quickest ones to go to again with Fitzpatrick. Uh, Parker, I mean, it's pretty much unstoppable. So uh, give me the Dolphins. I narrowly like the Dolphins, and I don't like it much if Brissett plays. But I was, I was on the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, you, you, you do like the Colts, and you've been uh, right, right about that. So we're different on this one. We already said so. Panthers plus five at Packers. Again, I could see Green Bay going nuts after laying a total egg. But Panthers, very, very good. I, again, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they went out right either. So I, I took the points. I like the Packers at home to bounce back. I think Devonta Adams will have a decent game and they'll get some, they still need help outside. They're terrible playmakers, but I laid the wood. This one I went back and forth on Rams minus three and a half at Pittsburgh. Um, I ended up taking the points, but I get it. Steelers did not look good last week and they were lucky to win, but we'll be a new set of circumstances, although with good coaching coming off the bye and all that, but held my nose and took Pitt home dog. You? So, I was like, I want to be on the Rams. I'm going to be super aggressive on this line. I'm going to make it Rams minus three and a half on the road. The Rams aren't even good. And then the line came out at four. And I was like, damn, I, th- I tried to be on the Rams. And I was like, well, bet the number, not the team. Yeah, I like the Steelers at four. Golf is terrible on the road. The Steelers defense gets pass rush. They're pretty good. I see this being a disaster. Cool. I'm cool with the Steelers minus four. I mean, plus four. So I was all set. And then the next morning when I went to write, this morning when I went to write uh, beating the book, it was three and a half again. And I was like, fuck, I already like, convince myself like to take the Steelers. <laughs> then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go with my first instinct, which was, you know, make it really high. And if it's not higher, I'm going to take the Rams. So I'm taking the Rams. I, I definitely don't want to use this one, but yeah, me neither. No. Yeah. Okay. Sunday night game. Ooh, good. couple good primetime games. Uh, Vikings plus three at Dallas. I really like Dallas. Uh, Kirk cousins cannot deal with the pass rush. The Cowboys pass rush killed the Eagles. It killed the giants. I think they're going to get after Cousins. There's no Thielen, probably. Cousins makes a lot of mistakes. And then the Cowboys offense with Tyron Smith back, who's like the NFL MVP, basically, and Cooper healthy. They're just going to steamroll them. I, I really like the Cowboys here. 
Yeah, I, I like the no Thielen. I think actually does matter, and uh, yeah, I, I don't like this quite as much as you, but I'm fine to use it. I was on the Cowboys too, no problem. Uh, Monday Nighter, uh, obviously, I love this. Only giving six, just an insult to the NFL's. I mean, the Niners have such a better resume. Come on, and the longer rest, they're getting Staley, McGlinchey, and Uzcheck back. Uh, Seahawks plus six at San Francisco. Uh, I will be there at Levi Stadium. List. Who do you got? Uh, nobody cares if you're there. I know. I'm glad to tell you. <laughs> I, I made it plus. I made this the exact line. And I ended up on the Niners. I, I felt like I agree with you on the rest and getting these guys back. And I also think the Seahawks. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson. I think because Russell Wilson played so great and he's so trendy right now that this line is smaller than it should be. They're like, Russell Wilson's going to put on the cape. The only thing I don't like is the undefeated Niners on the national game. I mean, the Seahawks are really going to be motivated to put a loss on them. Like, you know, when, when, you, when you're 8-0 or whatever, you got the target on your back. And this is, like, huge. You know, you want to beat the Niners. But I just think that really when you look at the teams, you know, it's just Russell Wilson and then the rest of the Niners are so much better and they're better coached. So I, I will, I'll use it if you want, if it's your best bet. I, 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 can, I can see it. Yeah, they played overtime last week, too, and maybe I'm crazy, but, I mean, it does look like they should dominate the, the line here. But, uh, we'll see. yes, yes, I'd, I'd like to use it. I, I do think the Niners will uh, will handle business here. But um, what are the other ones then? So we got ooh, a few here, a few options here I wrote so down. So we're definitely using the Bears. We're using the Cowboys. We're using the Niners. Bears, Cowboys, Niners. Yeah. And after that, oh, and Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah, for sure. Right, so then so basically KC and Ravens are the other two? KC or Ravens. I mean, I like KC better. I just think with Mahomes, I mean, I'm, dude, they were laying six and a half against the Lions when the Lions were suddenly good early this year. And you were like putting that in without hesitation. I know, like, I know. Yeah, they didn't I know. cover that because Mahomes, his ankle was an issue. Yeah, but yeah. now their defense is better. Their offensive line is better than it was. And they're just... They're just going to start going back to, you know, it's, the whole thing when people are like, oh, you know, the regression. Well, it was right to regress him. He got hurt. And that's part of regression. But right. everyone knows that when everything's clicking for the Chiefs, like it was the first couple of weeks and last year, they can't be stopped. You can't be, you can't be sweating that three and a half against an average, a league average team, no matter where the venue is. Yeah, Chris Jones, I believe, is back healthy He's now. Back. I think Eric yeah. Fisher is back. I mean, the, the, they were missing a lot of guys. Cool, man. You don't need to talk. Yeah, got it. Cool. Yeah, well, yes. We'll use KC as the, uh, the fifth. Fine with okay. me. Good. Okay. I mean, Tennessee's a nasty, ugly team, and they're not bad. I mean, it's it's not a picnic, but a great team usually handles a team like that. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So KC, Cardinals, Bears, Cowboys, and then uh, Niners. Should be fun. Those are fun primetime games, but uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, you got anything else going on? What about in the political world? That's be something on your mind list. Uh, you know, I just, I've been watching some Tulsi Gabbard clips and, uh, I, I really hope she wins as uh, she's doing better. Looks People like dropping passed. out. People dropping out. Yeah, it looks like Kamala Harris is like on the ropes, which is so funny. Yeah. I mean, that dude, Scott Adams was like, oh, Kamala Harris. I, I can tell I'm Mr. Persuasion. She's going to win it. Like, man, yeah, she's that's cleaning like out her offices. They're cleaning out her offices in some parts. Yeah. It, it, it's like. I mean, he's got a, I don't, I don't really been following him, but like, he better take the L on that. You can't be <laughs> yeah. acting like you're the master of prediction. And yeah. He called Trump in 2015. So good for him. He's very prescient about that. But like, dude, that's, that was a stupid pick. And it was like a, he just, he seemed to be like rooting for her too. Like he didn't seem to care about her record or anything. He was just like, just because right. he predicted it. Anyway. Yeah. I, I, and Beto, I li- Beto dropped out too. 
Yeah. That guy, I, I told you, right? I actually, Ted Bell even admitted this. I, I said he had zero chance to win, and Ted Bell said it was zero, and I gave him like 10 to 1 or something. And uh, he paid me. He, he realized the error of his. No, money. you did. Yeah. No, at one point, it definitely looked like he was, you were, you were, he had a chance for sure. So I told you, I told you though, I don't want to handicap this. <laughs> I just say I really like the way Tulsi Gabbard's handling, handling herself, and I would vote for her. And, uh, and I predicted, and I hope this is wrong because I, I don't like this guy, but I know exactly what you're going to say next. Yeah. My, yeah. Quote, he's unquote, doing well guy. because yeah. he's their last hope. He's the last hope of the centrist neoliberals. He's the last hope. If he, oh, Mayor Pete is doing well. He is. Yeah. No, he's because well, it's, it's also Iowa. He's doing well in, which is neighboring okay. state, but I guess it's Illinois in between Indiana and Iowa, but not too far. But he's the last hope because Warren, I think could be co-opted, but wall street's terrified of her. Bernie, they don't want any part of it. They don't even cover Bernie. Do you see what's going on in CNN and stuff? Whenever he's doing no. well in the polls, they literally don't report it. They'll be like tight race between Warren Buttigieg and Biden. And they'll see Bernie like in second out of those four. And they just, that's the headline. Like they, CNN, New York times, they just will not mention Bernie. They just, it's like a, a conscious decision. Like just do not cover him at all. That's, that's a crazy thing. So yeah, I, I think they're, they're going to hitch their wagon to Mayor Pete because he's their last hope to basically get like a third Obama term or fourth Obama term. And uh, they don't want to lose to Trump, but they even more don't want somebody who's actually going to uh, come in and uh, take on any of the, their sacred cows. Right. Interesting. Makes sense to me. Uh, it's going to be, uh, what's next? Uh, are there more debates or what, what's coming up next? I don't, I, I don't pay attention to the debates. I just, I just think, yeah. I, I just like Tulsi Gabbard. I would vote for her. Um, I think the biggest issue, well, there's one issue that, that they can't stop, which is the collapse of the financial system. Nobody can stop that. I don't think it really matters who's there. I don't think it's in the president's power, but I think the foreign war stuff is definitely has to come to an end. That's the thing the president can affect most. And she's the one who's best on that. So I would, I would vote for her. I think she's doing better. I think people I think she got really helped out by the Clinton smear. I think that really helped her. Um, that was, I don't think Hillary realized how many, how much uh, credibility that added to her, that exchange. And then, um, I don't know, you know, again, I don't want to handicap it. I don't know what's possible. I just think, don't worry about what's possible. I mentioned this last time, right? If you, you know, in science, like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle or some other, it might not be that, it might be something else. But basically when you measure something, you affect it. So if you're taking all these polls and you're measuring things, you're starting to basically affect the race instead of just talking policy and voting for who you want. So I'm just going to say that I hope, I thought Mayor Pete would be the last desperate hope. I hope he doesn't win. I do think he's, they're going to put some resources into him. Whether that succeeds or not, I don't know. But um, I'd rank him like Tulsi and then Bernie and then pretty much I don't care after that. He is a damn good talker. Who's that? Buttigieg? Mayor Pete. Yeah. 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 He is good at that. Yeah. Talk, right. talk is cheap, as we found out for <laughs> eight years. All right. Good stuff. Let's all have much. Uh, one thing is uh, uh, New York Times, because I like to talk to New York Times with you and uh, you're a New York guy, is they have a really funny scathing review. Maybe you saw it going around uh, about Peter Luger's steakhouse. And if you haven't seen that, I would check that out. I thought it was pretty funny. So uh, that that's uh, you did see it. OK, I, I've never been there. Is what have you, have you been? New York. Guy, I've, never of course, been, right? I've never been. Uh, I, I've, I'd heard about it like in the 90s. It was like, oh, that's the best one. That's the one you got to go in the city. I never went went to other ones and 
but I was kind of glad. I, I know, I think like it was, uh, I saw a tweet from Barstool Sports that was like, they were like mocking the guy for being like an elitist asshole, like crushing a. Oh, and, no, that's, it was horrible. No, no, it was funny. Wow, that's right. horrible. Well, not, well, I mean, my take on it was, I think that a lot of these places, and it definitely happened to Smith and Walensky when we went there, like for yeah. that Rotowire trip, like the last couple yeah. of years, it was terrible. And I tried to get money back, and she was like, oh, I'll give you a free this or vouchers for that. And I was like, I just forget it. It was just so bad. Like they gave us like the worst. It was just a terrible dinner. First couple of years was okay. And I think like so many of these restaurants, especially the famous ones that do a lot of volume, it gets corporatized. And the NBA comes in and figures out like well, we can cut here, and it just becomes a profit center. And I feel like the article, even though it was overly harsh and it was it probably wasn't as bad as the guy said, I feel like it was a needed takedown. Like fuck off with that corporate shit. You know, this was like one of the great steakhouses maybe in the country and they, they blew it, you know, like they, they let it become this like factory that they like push people through, you know, it's just not, it has to remain. The guy wrote it because he was clearly a fan. He wrote about all the times he had been in the last year, obviously not just for that column. The guy was just upset that his, his favorite old place turned to shit. Yeah, exactly. A factory. And just, they cared more about corporate, you know, these corporate things where they're just, it's just like, you're just a, you know, we're just like getting your money. You know, we're just extracting money from you, the customer, and there's no love anymore in the, you know, when you, when you open a restaurant, it's gotta be because, you know, there's like a, a sense of pride and you're cooking. We, we, we went away a couple of weeks ago to this town near, well, we went up North, but we stopped uh, in this town called Braga, which is like the third, fourth biggest, I think the third biggest city in Portugal. And uh, we we're supposed to go to this Portuguese place, but it was totally packed and we were hungry, it was raining out, so we just ducked in this little Thai restaurant that we found randomly down the street. And there's no good Thai in Lisbon that I could find. And it was like this woman and her husband running it and like their family, it seemed like. And like the food was really, really good. I mean, it wasn't Lotus of Siam, but it was like better than almost any other Thai that I've had. I mean, it was, you know, top five places I've been to in my life, maybe top seven. And it was just the food was really fresh. And she kept coming over and being like, Oh, sorry, I didn't make it spicy enough because my husband screwed up the order and I would, you know, whatever she's like coming in, like, but the food was excellent. And like, you just tell they had a lot of pride in their restaurant and like, you know, cooking for people. And like, ultimately, even if you're like a large steakhouse, it's still got to have that vibe, right? Like as soon as it becomes like, we're just extracting money. We have a formula to extract money from you. I mean, who the hell wants to eat at a place like that? No, that's why I loved it. And also just the imagery of the rubbery cheese you described in the Caesars. Like I, I hate when cheese is like that. And I thought it was, it was funny too. It's at times. So yeah, I agree with your takeaway. Sad about Smith and Walensky and the featured in the great film, American psycho too, but you're right. We totally, yeah, we were so over it that you just, you passed on the, the free passes for the next time or whatever. It was but, just um, so bad. And it's just so yeah. dumb. Like, we, I mean, we're spending like six grand there for everybody and like, it's not like that yeah. much for them, but like every year that was like a reliable thing. And they just served us some shit steaks and cooked yeah. them wrong, and it was just it was bad. Yeah, totally. All right, man. Steph Curry fractured his hand, so legit no warrior talk for the rest of the season. Um, other than Eric Pascal being a, a monster, Eric but uh, good times. Was a monster. Yeah, such a monster, man. I didn't know who that and dude five was. Five fantasy until basketball two leagues. Yeah, I'm in five fantasy basketball leagues. Own him in all five, so he, he's 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 the man. But um, good stuff. Let's let's keep this going, dude. Let's do another nice four in one week yeah. week week here. Keep it going. Suddenly we'll find like, well, we won't get in contention, but we got to, we're just warming up for those final three weeks to get the 15 K. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. All right, good man. stuff. Later, let's take it easy. Zone.